Hello. What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Welcome to DVP FM. Uh, today we're going to be chatting with uh, Wes about uh, some warranty stuff. Um, <clears throat> Wes, uh, let's hear a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, for the uh, past 20 years, I've done uh, furniture upholstery. Um, and so I've, I've been really immersed in kind of sewing and all that stuff. So I'm kind of familiar with how things are put together. Um, <clears throat> and uh, when you when you do with anything with boating, um, a lot of stuff is sewn. Yeah. Uh, well, so what do you, what do you, what do you actually do in your business? What do you make? Um, I'm just uh, like recovering furniture. Um, we do commercial and residential upholstery. Um, so we're doing a lot of, you know, cushions and, and uh, you know, chairs, things like that. Um, so, you know, we're doing a lot of sewing. We're doing a lot of just putting stuff together. Actually, I just got a contract for city buses. Um, and so we're going to be doing a bunch of the Knoxville area transit buses. Um, so, you know, we're going to, that, that's going to be a lot of uh, kind of wear and tear parts and pieces and stuff we'll be putting together. So, it's pretty interesting, um, but uh, we're also, like I said, pretty familiar with you know how stuff's held together and how stuff should hold up. So, uh, what's your connection to the boating world? When did you get in, into boating? Um, I've uh, always been uh, born and raised around the water, um, so I've been involved with uh, with boating in some aspect probably most of my life. But the more aggressive boating with whitewater and stuff probably happened um, in the early two thousands. I was introduced to a canyon trip. Um, and, uh, on a private trip there, um, that was pretty, pretty awesome. That sparked my interest. Um, as I think any person at that point is going to either determine they're in love with it or, uh, to run away from it quickly. Um, the Canyon will answer that question. Um, and I ran quick to it, um, coming out here to Tennessee, I got involved with it real, uh, real aggressively and, uh, started just hitting everything around this area. Um, and with that, uh, came, um, you know, buying gear, starting with cheap stuff and just kind of, you know, use stuff and working my way up into buying stuff and kind of realizing that, um, there's a lot of companies out there selling a lot of stuff and, um, you know, um, I've worn out a lot of stuff. Um, and I've, uh, found some companies that are good with, uh, with replacing it and some that, uh, have gone out of business before the product wore out. So, and it didn't take long to wear it out. Yeah. So, uh, do you primarily kayak or raft? Um, I, I started out kayaking and now I, uh, primarily raft, uh, kayaking was a lot of fun. Um, and when I first started and it was great, um, I have found that, uh, uh, rafting for me is just kind of, um, you know, I just really enjoyed R1 a lot. I got a little, uh, um, uh, 10 footer. And so, uh, sometimes I'll take some friends out, but a lot of times just R1 or R2 and, um, that's kind of my, my, uh, my, my wheelhouse right now, but, uh, you know, starting out back uh, with, uh, with kayaking. So I got a little experience of both of them. Yeah. So, uh, with, so with these businesses, you know, like I have a lot of experiences with wearing out gear, you know, I've gone through my fair share of stuff. This is my ninth season of paddling as a commercial raft guide. And I was kayaking for four or five years before that. So, uh, at this point, yeah, I started off the same way. Like my first like pieces of gear were hand-me-down life jackets. I had a hockey helmet uh, for a helmet. Uh, when I had shoes, I would just, you know, get a pair of Converse or Vans or whatever. Um, definitely as I like progressed with paddling, though, I started getting better shoes, paddles, boats, stuff like that. So uh, Wes, let's hear your experience with uh, some of the gear and just kind of wearing out and your thoughts on that. Um, um, I will tell you um, um, now, 
I think that uh, I think that it's going to be safe to use uh, a couple of names here because we're not really endorsing any products. We're not getting paid for anything. And I think that these are honest opinions. And um, really, most of the stuff that I, I think I'm going to say isn't really going to be uh, bad. I'm not going to say anything personal about anybody. So I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I had an NRS throw rope one time. And um, it was um, it was a good bag. It was a waste throw bag. Um, I actually had to get a warranty on it because of some stitching, some seams went bad on it. I could have fixed the seams myself, but I wanted to bring it to their attention that they were having a, you know, a quality issue. They replaced the bag. No questions asked in the mail. They've always been good with sending stuff back to me. Um, I had some airbags um, that they, um, sometimes you, uh, it was actually on the, the Tallulah um, I was rafting and found a NRS uh, um, bow bag that had the uh, valve blown off of it, sent it back to NRS and they gladly sent me a new one for free. So don't leave your junk laying around folks. Um, though a lot of these companies will replace it. Um, you know, so that was something that I think that was kind of river, river karma. You know, I cleaned that thing up and I thought to myself, I'll send it back to them and they do it. Um, so that's, that they're a great company for, for warranties. Uh, NRS has always been good. But like, uh, okay. So, they're a great company with warranting their products, but how do you feel about like the quality of materials that they're using? Do you think like, I mean, you can make a really cheap product uh, that's not going to last very long and have a very good warranty. Is that, yeah, I think what what do you feel like you're, you're the expert, like on the, in the field here with, you know, different materials and stuff like that. How do you feel like some of these companies, like who's making the best gear Who's making stuff that's going to fail right away? Like, um, well, I'll tell you one of the one of the companies. Um, you know, I was uh, I'm fortunate to live in uh, in East Tennessee, so I get to you know see some of the, some of the we have some companies close to us. Astral's close to us, um, and I uh, a few years ago got some five tens, um, which are not made by Astral, um, but they had they were a really nice shoe, um, and that company. Um, stop making the shoe. And I think when my warrant, when mine started to fall apart, um, it was uh, still under a warranty, but I don't think that they were still making that shoe anymore. Um, but I went with a brewer um, that Astral makes and um, it was a great shoe for a little while. I, I've actually gone through um, three pairs of them. Um, I've yet to have one make a, a, a season. And for me, that's, you know, just a full year. Um, and, you know, that's probably, um, within a year for me, that's um, maybe 20 days of boating. Okay, yeah. Because you know? a year for me, that's like over 100 probably. So, so it's like, yeah, so, so years, I'm like you wear 100 yeah. days, a pair of Nikes, you know, it's going to wear out. Like, things are yeah, 20, 20 to 30 days for me in a year is a pretty solid year of boating. Right. Um, that's so, not so, so much use. And relative. No, and for me, for me, a pair of shoes should last that. Um, and, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't been able to find a pair of those last. Now they are really great with, re- re- with the replacement of the warranty. And actually when I was in there, there was a, a gentleman came in with a green jacket cause I actually was able to go back to the place, uh, to, to their uh, facility here in North Carolina. And, uh, there was a gentleman that came in with a green jacket and I know that that guy overstuffed the, you know, the one with the front pocket, right? Yeah. And you know, every kayaker shoves everything in their beers and like they're freaking everything up in that pocket and they just zip it as hard as they can. And I know the teeth on that thing busted because of that dude had nothing to do with the quality of that jacket. And when he walked in, he's like, Hey, a couple of these teeth broke on the zipper. And they're just like, yeah, sure. And just, you know, what size is it? Swapped them out. No questions asked. Just, they took the, they took the one back. They, I mean, they didn't, I mean, 
you know that that guy, they, you know, they know how kayakers are with those green jackets. They shove everything in there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've never had to so, warranty a green jacket before. Like they're pretty well. I mean, I think it's the top of the line. Like, Oh, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. You know that that was from abuse on, on his behalf. Right. And they could have easily argued that with him, but they did not. They just took it right back and gave him another one. Um, and, uh, you know, and when I got my shoes back, this, you know, I did mention to them that, um, you know, it's great that they have a good warranty. Um, and, but one of the reasons why their shoes fail is I think they, one of the things that they've tried to use is use a lot less glues and things like that. Um, but from the environmental standpoint, I think that having to replace all of those shoes versus using some glue on a shoe that's going to last longer, you know, that's, I think that might be a trade-off that would be worth uh, pursuing. Um, I don't, I don't know where they are on the brewer right now, but, um, you know, as, as far as I was concerned, that line just wasn't a, a great, I mean, I, I see those seams blow out all the time. I don't know if you had any experience right. with that. Oh yeah. I have a pair of brewers right now that are on their last legs. I'm just trying to get through the last couple of weeks of guiding. I don't know if I'm going to warranty them because I, I got them probably like last, you know, like last October something like that after golly fest, warm mm-hmm. all winter, you know, they've made it about a year and, like to be pretty honest you know i'm like man if a pair of shoes makes it a year, yeah, it really, a year. I'm wearing them i'm like yeah For that's you. good but i had yeah. a pair of the low yaks so i have the brewer 2.0s and i have a couple sets of low yaks and those things they don't last very long i mean uh they're very they're the cheapest shoes that they make you can't expect much out of them but so i mean at some point like they're they just don't they just don't hold up like they should, you know, like they, hey, so, rafting, so especially they're not going to, you know, you're always locking your toe into the raft. And I just feel like it's a lot more abrasive than maybe like kayaking would be. Sure. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I never liked, I never liked wearing the brewer in a, in a kayak just because of the uh, laces. I got my shoes uh, caught up inside of a boat one time and that was enough for me to be done with those shoes in a, in a kayak. So. I remember my first time that I really realized, though, that wearing good shoes on the river was a worthy investment. Because oh, like before that, I was like wearing Vans, Converse's. I had a pair of Air Jordans that probably weighed twenty-five pounds when the foam would fill up with water. Sure, wearing those things on the river all the time. Uh, myself and uh, Marcella, we were up on the Black River up in Michigan, and I ran this waterfall, flipped, lost the raft and came back or had to basically like climb up this maybe 20 foot cliff and i had on a pair of nrs uh i don't know what the model of shoe was it was before i had before astral really became like Mm -hmm. a big thing um because like when these water shoes first came out like i remember like the teva wake skate shoes were like kind of the predecessor to all these whitewater shoes that came uh after them and basically those shoes were rubber with holes drilled in the bottom and in the top kind of made for like the wakeboarding that you don't or like the wake skating so you don't actually have bindings attached to your feet it's kind of like a board um so anyways i had this pair of shoes i climbed up this 30 foot cliff i if i had on anything other than a good pair of like boating shoes uh i would have been probably still be in that cave right now Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of the things I loved about those five ten shoes is they actually last me. I think those last me probably about uh, fourteen or fifteen months of of probably that was uh, early you know early when I was kayaking, and so that was like um, you know I was doing quite a bit. Um, you know I was getting out a couple times a month, so I was doing quite a bit of boating you know year round. 
Um, but when you were, I was going to mention again about NRS, um, I've actually saved, they're, they're probably one of the companies that I think offer a pretty affordable, pretty great product all the way around. Um, you know, I mean, for stuff that's made in China, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a pretty good product, but, um, I have actually collected, um, broken buckles and, uh, mailed back. I'll get five or six cam straps that are, you know, the once the buckles break, which doesn't happen very often, but occasionally go and break and, I, and I'll, or I'll get them from somebody else that I'll have one sitting in the back of their truck. That's a broken cam buckle. And I'll just go, Oh, can I, you know, care take us? Oh yeah. They'll just give it away. And, um, and I'll, I'll just collect them and mail them back to NRS and they'll mail me a brand new buckle and, you know, they'll mail me a brand new shop. So if you ever get a, a, a broken uh, cam strap from them, just mail it back to them. They'll send you another one. Really? Yeah. I mean, they may not do that anymore because I've been doing it, but you know, I mean, you know, I, I, but yeah, they've been, like I said, they've been really good with a lot of their warranty. NRS is, is, is very, uh, has been amazing um, with their warranties. Um, you know, so as far let's, as the, let's talk a little bit more about like abusing the gear and yeah. what the line is of like where you should maybe like think about like warranty versus like uh, versus like, you know, just wearing out a pair of shoes or a boat yeah. or something like that. You know, uh, that kind of stuff, it, it's like for you, um, you know, I mean, you, you, you're boating uh, usually a lot heavier than probably most people get a chance to. Um, and so, you know, you're almost kind of in the commercial range, but, you know, I think for just your, your average boater, you know, you should be able to purchase anything and have it last you at least a season to two seasons. There's just no reason why you shouldn't have that. And, and, you know, when I, when I count a season, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, a lot of times people just boat in the, you know, that three to four month season when it's really fair and nice, you know, I mean, you know, you should be able to get uh, two years out of, out of a, out of a pair of shoes or out of a life jacket or out of, you know, just really anything that you have. Dry suit. Uh, dry suits are big too. Like sometimes you know, like I have a stole quest dry suit right now and mm-hmm. The uh, you know, I've taken pretty good care of it. I don't walk on con, you know, don't walk on mm-hmm. sharp rocks with it or anything yeah. like that. First thing that happened in the dry suit, the feet started leaking. I think that happens to everybody's dry suit. We cut the feet off uh, down there at Goodwater Boatworks, and they had like uh, basically glued on like uh, uh, not not the fabric ones, but the the uh, the rubber material. Yeah, so like the neoprene like ones, rubber booties. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate them, but I love those things. So it's got yeah. the rubber booties. And then the next thing that blew out the seams, you know, and I'm like, so, you know, ro- walking around rocks, that's going to blow out your feet in a dry suit. That's going to be the first thing that starts leaking. Right. Then the seams blow out. So, you know, like you're, when you're putting together like a seam like that in a dry suit, uh, it's welded. Correct. Uh, well, you have a couple of different ways that they're done. Um, like my Kokatat suit, it's um, it's like sewn and then sealed over that seam. Um, they're uh, they're pretty good with a lot. I mean, that's the that's the suit that I've had. I've actually had that suit going on four years now, five five years, I think. Yeah, four years, somewhere in that four to five year range. Um, I've had a couple of issues with it, but it was a huge, huge, huge investment when I first bought it. And it was one of the most expensive things that I've ever purchased for myself for boating. Right. No um, warranty on Kokatat. What's that? I, I believe that they don't have any warranty. Well, I tell you, um, I've, this is what I've heard and, and I haven't experienced it myself, but um, I've had a couple of people tell me the story where they've sent them back to have, um, they'll have defect warranties. I mean, like if you get something, you got a problem with it, they'll replace it. But um if you, um, if you, um, he, they, I've had people send their, uh, or heard of people sending their suits back to have the gaskets replaced in them. Yeah. 
and having them, you know, um, you know, when they pressure test them, you know, repair pinholes and things like that that people right. didn't know they had in their suits, and you know, not charge them for it and stuff like that. And uh, you know, they they you know or they charge they, them like twenty dollars and put forty yeah. on it on it. Yeah, they're not making any money, but yeah. And so it's um, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where that's kind of a hard thing to warranty because people are so rough on those. And I and I see what I've seen with a lot of dry suits is people undersize them. Um, and so they're stuffing a lot of things on there. And so they're just putting a lot of pressure on those seams as well. Um, one of the reasons why I always, if I got my dry suit on, I'll always have elbow pads on. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I got them initially to, you know, protect the, uh, to protect the suit. I never walk around, you know, with my, uh, my suits got the booties on it. I never walk around unless I got shoes on. If I do, if I got to walk around, I just take the whole thing off. Um, you know, I mean, I, I kind of treat it like the investment. I mean, it, it, it kind of sucks, but you got to kind of be a little fragile with them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, um, but you know, with that, I mean, I think I've been pretty aggressive with my, with my coke attack and, you know, I haven't been too bad, but I think, you know, uh, the sizing thing is, is kind of key. Cause I mean, you're a big guy. Right. Um, and so I can see that you're going to be stressing some seams. Um, and so that's going to wear things out. And I would think that even, you know, that most companies, big suits are still going to be a little, a little small for you. Right. I mean, I have a, double you have it fits me really good, actually. That's why really? I, originally got it because i put it on and it was just like the perfect size for me i was like oh wow this doesn't like restrict my movement my problem is yeah. like my legs and my arms are really long so you know like yeah anything you know it'll like fit my body but then i extend my arms and it's like two inches too short so yeah and then you don't you can't get a uh, you can't get a full spread on your legs <laughs> right yeah exactly otherwise you blow the crotch out um so how about uh how about boats warranting a boat so I saw this Corn Addison thing, and he was basically talking about like his boats not being warranted against rockets. If you hit a rock with your boat, is that a warranty issue? Or is that more on operator error? Um, I think it depends on what happens. If I hit a rock with my boat and a seam blows out or something like that happens, I think that's a craftsmanship issue. I think if you hit a rock and it tears, that's that's you know that's operator. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean. You know, if I'm, if I'm sitting there and, I, you know, let's say I got my, you know, my, uh, my oar rig or I got something going on tied around my boat or something like that. And the D ring, you know, D lambs or something like that, or you have like an issue like that, that's absolutely craftsmanship issue. That's got to be addressed. But I think that when you have, uh, you know, something going on, that's your fault hitting a rock, that's on you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I think too. I mean, I know a lot of guys that are abusing their warranties, but at the sure. same time, that's what they're there for. That's why you pay, you know, thirteen hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars for a kayak is because, you know, at least they stand behind their products. Jackson, I think, really has the. Speaking of boats, I think that they do a really good job with their warranties. Where, I think that they charge you a little bit each each shell that you get, but you don't have to actually rebuy a whole kayak. Yeah, uh, so, I don't think that. But, I think that that's one of the more one of the most fair um, for both the consumer and the manufacturer. I think that that's you know the the, the vendor. I think that's the most fair um, deal you can have, you know, to kind of do a prorated sort of deal um, in a way where you know, yeah, you're you're able to you know get it get another boat, but you know at the same time they're compensated a little bit. But you know that's kind of your insurance when you buy that boat. So yeah, I I, I got no issue with that. Exactly. Well. Uh, so, uh, this weekend was also Frank Fest. We're going to be talking about that in our next episode. Um, we're also going to be talking with Tony from Yaw the Movie again. Uh, the movie releases next Friday at Gore Fest, uh, here in August, uh, out, out there in Colorado. Uh, yeah, busy Wes, schedule. Right before we leave, I want to, 
I want to talk a little bit about boating in the Smokies. What's your favorite river over there? Um, man, who my favorite river. Um, well, if I got to say, I mean, do I have to stick to the Smokies or can I just say East Tennessee? Cause if I got to say East Tennessee, it's going to have to be, uh, the Cumberland and the big South Fork. Oh yeah. Big South Fork. Um, but if I got to say the Smokies, um, it's going to have to say, uh, you know, Oh man, I'm going to have to say little river, um, with, uh, definitely, definitely a classic. Actually, yeah. I was, uh, I just sent over, uh, to Tony at Yaw, the movie, we were just talking about that. I just sent over the footage of us running that. Oh, what's that first rapid called? Um, the Sinks. The Sinks, yeah. So I, th- I believe that's going to be in y'all the movie. Uh, are you going to be at Golly Fest? Um, I'm going to do everything I can. Um, I've really invested a lot in this business. I just got another employee. So we got two employees now at this place. And uh, I'm just freaking doing everything I can to, uh, to keep this thing going. Um, it's going to be something I'm going to really work hard to do. And I really look forward to trying to be able to see you, brother. I love you. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good year. A lot of a lot of the normal DBPs will not be there. Uh, I just talked to Mike. He's moving to Europe. Uh, Dale's running rafting trips out at out at his rafting company. Yeah, he's keeping that ship going up there. Yeah, no, he's he, they're doing really well. It seems like uh, they got a lot of business going on this fall. So, you know, you can't fault the guy for you know, sitting one out to do what's right for, for the business, you know? So I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to, like I said, you know, if, if I make it, it'll be a hail Mary. So, mm-hmm. yep. I just booked my tickets. It's the end of the rafting season. We got a couple more weeks left. The water's real low. One of these, one of these days I want to have a low water podcast. Just how you, uh, how low water rafting is different than high water rafting. Oh man, dude, we were, we were on the and interesting. I was in the Nolly this weekend. It's like 610 or something like that. It was so, so low, but it was still just a nice run, a fun time to do it. Yeah. White salmon 1.25 right now in August. And we got, it's you know, we'll run, they'll run trips here until October, but it's going to be so low. Like when is, what, what's too low, you know, like when is, when, when's the time to, to call it, well, you know, call it the end of the season, you know? That's good. That's going to have to be up to you, but I will tell you, no matter what you do, um, you know, think about it when you run that warranty, you know, did you do that or was that something that was the boat's fault? Probably you did it. Yeah. You probably me. Low <laughs> rivers. That's you. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Wes, it was great talking to you and, uh, right. we'll, we'll get you back on the podcast maybe here in the next episode or something right. like that. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Brady. Talk to you later. All right. Later. You're listening to DBP FM.